You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. All right, folks, welcome into another edition of the Bear Down Chicago Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dangle. Now, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can hit me at Ryan Dangle. That's D-E-N-G-E-L. Just before I even bring the boys on, which I'm very excited to do, just like, please, Beats by Blackie Chan. That's our intro music. And it's funny, you know, the more I hear it, the more I just, I absolutely love it. You got to check him out. He's got some new music that has just dropped, Beats by Blackie Chan. But at this point, folks, I got to bring in the boys. I'm going to bring in... Jack Wright. You can find Jack Wright on Twitter at Bear Down Jack. He is that handsome, handsome man. Which, folks, if you're just listening to this, you should be checking out us out on YouTube. Our YouTube followers, man, Jack, they have just been like it's through the roof lately, and it's been fun to watch, man. Well, we've had some excellent guests that are worth watching for like no doubt about it. Well, and it's also you are an incredibly attractive man. So there's that too. Well, you know, I have to no, I don't even know what to say. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Patrick Sheldon, you can read him on De Windy City as part of the Fan Sided Network or find him at P underscore Shells. Shells, just thank you for your service to our country. I dude, you're just crazy busy this weekend, right? Yeah, it's it's a little wild. Um, we had drill this weekend. I've got it again tomorrow. Actually, we had some physical fitness type stuff. So uh, I stayed off of Twitter for most of the weekend, or I've been off of Twitter. Uh, good to be back and chatting it up with you guys. Um, Sent you a little treat. I thought that was a cool video about uh, two dozen Apaches flying across the base, cool. uh, probably on their way to Fort Stewart <laughs> to do some uh, some training. But I, that was pretty cool. I was like. Man, if I'm a bad guy and I'm looking up at 22 Apaches staring down at me, I'm probably pooping pants, right? I would, I would crap my pants for yeah. sure. <laughs> without, without further ado, we got to bring in Brendan Shagru, the assistant editor of Bears Wire. If you want to find Brendan on Twitter, you can hit him at Brendan Shagru. That's S U G R U E. Brendan, how are you, dude? I am doing great. I had a day where I was able to play bags. First really nice day, I feel like, in the Chicago area. Yeah. So, you know, I had a little Sunday fun day and uh, yeah, <laughs> feeling good. Feels nice. So, Brendan, you and I, we I think we've been really, really good. We haven't nerded out on Star Wars in a really, really long time. Can we just Mandalorian is so freaking good this season. Agreed? It's incredible. I mean, the last episode was probably my favorite episode of all time for The Mandalorian. Uh, just the space battles, the dog fights. Uh, it, was, it was so much fun. It's, it looks so much better than it has in previous seasons. Uh, do you also watch The Bad Batch? I forget. I don't know. I, I, it's cartoons. I can't do cartoons. No, dude. Dude. No. I know. You got to give it a shot. You have to give it a shot. Trust me. So, so here's the, I'm I'm pre I'm preemptively setting this up because at some point you guys are going to start talking about baseball and I'm going to be like uh huh yeah. baseball mm-hmm, yeah, I don't cool. want to talk about baseball today <laughs> not today, today all right so 
So, Shells, I know you've been dying to talk about this. We have an amazing guest who's who's waiting right now. And I think we want to hear him chime in on this. So let's do this. Why don't you bring up the thing that you asked to talk about before? And then, Nate, I know you're listening. So when you hop in, we're going we're gonna to want to get your your two cents on on this as well. So please so check this out. So, Patrick, break break it down for us, Shells. What, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So as I was saying, I was off Twitter for most of the weekend. Uh, but then when I jumped on late this afternoon, I saw a flurry of activity on Bears Twitter. Um, it seemed to be there was some uh, debate going on involving Greg Gabriel and some of our uh, some of our notorious uh, Bears Twitter folks uh, over the importance of scheme fit. And what I gather and so I'm going to ask for those that that may uh, know a little bit more about the, the debate. But what it seemed like was they were trying to debate what is the how important how much importance are you going to put on scheme fit do you do you play so much that you pass up on an otherwise really talented player because he doesn't necessarily fit your scheme um and, and so my thoughts just real quick i think scheme fits important but if you're passing up on transcendent players or really really talented players uh you have to kind of ask yourself like how good is the scheme right like your scheme has to be able to make a place for those extremely talented players. And so while I understand its importance, I hope that the bears aren't um, limiting their, their talent pool by eliminating folks that aren't a true scheme fit, but might be like tremendous players in the NFL. I, 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 tremendous is not a a good word, but Kyrus Tonga is the first one that comes to mind for me when they let him go. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that your defensive line is really, really poor. He's a good player. Sure. He may not necessarily be a great scheme fit. The, the, the Vikings absolutely loved having him up there again. I know it's not a perfect fit, but it's a good defensive lineman that you let walk for absolutely nothing. And I just, I didn't get that. Boys, Jack, Brendan, anything to throw in on that? Yeah, I just I, I think, I think that you can talk. You go. Go ahead. Thanks, Brendan. There, you take Jack Sanborn, and you know, as I always say, that that dog can hunt. You know, like scheme or not, there's a, there's a kid who plays football and plays football well. I see, like a lot of debates, like life, it's probably somewhere in the middle. It's not black or white. It's gray. I think probably the reason they did go after uh, Pace Junior is. They're looking for athletic, lean offensive linemen that can run. And, and in that instance, okay, uh, I, I understand that. There is a certain degree like where analytics and 40 times and shuttle runs fit the profile of specific positions on the field, and then those same analytics fit a scheme that you're trying to run. There's something to that without a doubt. But I do agree with you, Patrick, ultimately – I don't think if there's an elite athlete is an elite athlete, a game changing athlete, and you don't pass up on it on that type of player. I'll just say one thing, and it came up today because happy Jay Cutler Day, everyone. Just want to get that out there. Uh, it's a very special day that I know all of us love. But the idea of bad Bears trades came up, and Jack's gone. the The idea of bad Bears trades came up, and one of the big ones was Greg Olson when the Bears shipped him out for a third-round pick because why? He didn't fit Mike Martz's scheme. If you have good players, you make them fit. It, it's, you know, you coach around them. Yeah. You don't just give up on them. If they're impact players, you find a way to make them impactful on your team. So I, that's all I'll say to that. But we want to get to our guests. We've kept them late, waiting way too long. 
Uh, he is a contributor on Bears Wire with myself, Alyssa, and everybody else. He's also a co-host of the Talking Football Podcast. He is my guy, Nate Atkins. Yes, and he's got the color. He's got the color. <laughs> Nate. Oh, Nate for the win. God. Oh, my guys. <laughs> How okay? Oh, man, How you doing today, yeah. man? I'm not. I'm not doing bad. I, I've had a Sunday fun day of my own. I'm actually drinking a drink here, kind of off camera. So <laughs> having a good time. I, the the Greg when I logged in today and saw Greg and and somebody on Twitter who I also follow going back and forth. I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> I know I missed oh, a lot man. of that too. Actually, I was I was doing my own thing and yeah, just everybody talking about that as well as it, it was that and then. Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That that whole debate, which was interesting. But uh well, the guy on Twitter, if we're not gonna say his name, which is fine. Uh I mean, he's been pretty aggressive on like, for lack of a better term, just crapping on the Bears and uh a lot of the moves they've been making. And I don't want to say I agree with Greg, but some of it just feels a little overkill, you know, on on the stuff he's doing. So Yeah. No, I understand yeah. that. Fair enough. But uh, Nate, real quickly before we uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts, I'm curious, man. What's up? Um, you know what uh, what made you want to get started uh, doing like you know covering the Bears? You've been covering the Bears for you know uh, a couple years now for Bears Wire, I believe. Uh, doing your podcast as well. How did you get started in that? Because you just kind of showed up, and I'm like, oh, this dude's pretty <laughs> awesome. He's got some great thoughts. I love it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's a great question. Well, I got pretty lucky that, you know, you and Alyssa let me come on the Bears Wire and and kind of spew my whatever it is that I'm putting out there. A lot of mock drafts, which I, <laughs> I guess I have another one coming soon. And I'm glad that Brendan did one. So now I don't feel so bad, you know, putting them all out there. But um, uh, like a lot of people, I grew up watching the Bears. I'm from Deerfield, Illinois. I'm probably the most recent memories I have of the Bears are like Jim Miller, Mike Brown, a lot of those like great seasons there. That's probably when I first got into it. So I've been a Bears fan through that, through the whole Cordell Stewart, Caleb Haney era. I remember when we thought Caleb Haney was going to save the franchise. Um, and then I started writing about Notre Dame football for a little bit and then just got tired of doing the college football thing because a lot of that is tracking down recruits talking to a lot of high school kids and I just, I didn't necessarily enjoy that so much and wanted to write about the NFL and, and reached out to Alyssa and, and she was welcoming enough to let me come write for bears wire. So really appreciate that opportunity. Yeah. I mean like that, that's kind of how I started too. like in those like mid early two thousands, Jim Miller, Mike Brown, Erlacher, all of that. Great. Um, and you, uh, so you mentioned the mock drafts and yeah, I, I do get on people for like, making a ton of mock drafts but you're somebody who like does it every like few weeks which i i like it's not like overkill but i also want to share a quick story real quick i know i i shared this with you nate privately but i'm at work it's it's in like late february and i go down to a uh one of our division directors office we you know we're talking about stuff but he's also a former nfl player so we always start talking ball and he starts going on about this mock draft he's like you know i saw this incredible mock draft yeah, I got to share this with you. I got to talk about these names. I was like, all right, whatever, fine. It's February. And he starts going through the names and he gets to like the third one. I think it was Hendon Hooker in the third round. I was like, wait a second. I'm like, this sounds familiar. I'm like, 
who like where is this from he's like oh it's usa today uh by nate atkins i was like dude that's my guy and he just nate i'm telling you he would not stop praising this mock draft he's like this is one of the best mock drafts i've ever seen i'm telling my guys about it and like i I was just so i was so happy for you for that like how he was going on about it so you know i will say as much as i rage against mock drafts you know what you're doing and i believe in that mock draft you also called the bears trading with Carolina before it happened. Like I did have a couple of those. Yeah. I, uh, well, I appreciate that because in the beginning I used to read a lot of the comments and on one of the mock drafts, somebody was like, this is dog emoji, poop emoji, fire this guy. And I was like, Oh man. And also like when you came to me and told me that somebody said that it, it kind of made me feel okay. Writing more of these, <laughs> you know, most people, most people don't like them, but you know, it's funny you say that. Cause then in the long run, right. I see guys, uh, I mean, I don't think he's going to go in the first round, but I see people talk about Hendon Hooker going in the first round. I see certain guys getting brought in for top 30 picks that I've or top 30 interviews that I've put on mock drafts. And so uh, I do put a little bit of work into it. So it, it's nice sometimes to see uh, things that come, come to fruition, even though I, I catch a lot of heat on social media, you know. <laughs> I feel like everybody catches it a lot of times. Okay, so Nate, let me just, before we get into my, the question that I want to ask you, this is... Kid number one, yes? Yeah, kid, yeah, baby boy coming in June. Oh, dude, how excited are you? That's man. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, no, I, I'm stoked. Uh, I'm, the room I'm sitting in actually is my current office. I, I work from home most days, but like to my right is the crib I put together. There's a dresser. So I'm slowly kind of getting forced out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to like start working out of a closet or something, and this is going to be the nursery. But uh, super stoked for the baby to get here, man. Can't wait. Okay. Congratulations, dude. I got a two-year-old. It, it Almost two-year-old. It changes absolutely everything about your life in the absolute best way possible, dude. Except it. you're not going to get any sleep whatsoever. <laughs> so just get ready for it, dude. Maybe I can ask him like who the Bears will take, you know, ninth overall. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, lot of talk about the free agency thing. We, we've debated it quite a bit. Are you satisfied with what the Bears have done in free agency? Do you feel like they that there maybe is a, a position that they missed out on that maybe should have drafted a little bit higher, something along those lines? <laughs> no, I think this tees up the, the question later about scheme fit. Uh, I think what they did was great. So linebacker was a spot that I had talked about a lot. And so one of the things on Bears Wire that I, I love to kind of toot my horn for is the Jack Sanborn call, right, about how he was going to end up starting. And and part of that was because of his talent, but part of that was also just looking at the depth chart and there was nobody there right in front of him. So if anybody got hurt or if there were any things, he was going to have to step up and play. And so to see after Roquan goes, the Bears go out and get two, three really good linebackers, I thought that was great. Um, you know, the moves on the defensive line, I, I thought were okay. Um, getting DJ Moore, I, I think was a game changer, especially, you know, you, you saw a lot of offseason people were talking about T Higgins, people were talking about, I mean, any wide receiver. So I, I really like what they did. There's so many holes to fill that I understand people are upset, but I, I think it's great. I think you look at this roster now as the way it's fleshing out compared to what it was opening day last year, and it's significantly better. Um, I think if I – and I'm probably jumping ahead, but I think if I see the gambling line at like seven, seven and a half wins overall, I think they might surprise some teams and, and win a few more games than that just – based on the talent on the roster alone. So I, I'm, I'm very happy with what they did. Who is, if there's a player that's still out there, Nate, who's a player on the market that you want Ryan Poles to sign? Oh, man. 
That's a good question. I, I would have to go look um, and see who's out there. I can tell you I really, really like the Deontay Foreman signing. Um, sad to see David Montgomery go. Had a feeling he was going to go just based on the mock drafts that I was putting together that he, that he just wasn't going to be there. If we talk about scheme fit, he doesn't necessarily fit a wide zone. He fits more of a, like a, a power zone, inside zone type of fit. Uh, again, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, I would really have to look, though. I'm not too familiar with who's left on the free agency market. Most of the big names are going to go early. Uh, but uh, if I think about the roster composition overall, I would like to see another defensive lineman. Um, I would like to see maybe another uh, corner or a safety. I think Eddie Jackson's probably got a year or two left before he's gone. So I, I would like to see something there. One of the big names is I, I think people are wanting to see is somebody like Yannick Ngakwe. Um, and the fact that he hasn't signed yet, I think uh, it's interesting. He's had, he's somebody who's, I think he's had like six and a half, seven sacks each of the last few seasons. Not great in run defense, but look, the Bears had 20 sacks last year. They need help with yeah, rushing, yeah. rushing the passer. So uh, that's somebody who came to mind for me. Um, you know, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, you know, player in particular. Yeah, I think with a guy like Yannick, it comes down to money, right? So he's a big name. And yeah. uh, you you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, what what does he really give you, right? He, he becomes a pass rush specialist. And so do you pay a guy like that big money if he's only going to be a pass rush guy? I think Yannick honestly could be somebody like – uh, so you think about free agency in this way, right? Like if, if guys didn't sign already, they're going to start signing for these really like what I would call vet minimum types of deals, right? So it's, it's going to be really low money. So it wouldn't surprise me that either he, he signs for a vet minimum somewhere or he comes on later in the year to try to be a pass rush specialist for a team that's in the playoffs. But uh, I, I would think if anything's holding him up from finding a team, it's money. But I, I do think he's a good player. It's just, is he worth the kind of money that he's probably asking for right now, considering he can only do one thing really well? I think the answer is no if you're Chicago. Hey, Nate, we're inside a month now to the NFL draft, and things are starting to crystallize a little bit at the top. There's uh, looks like the Panthers may be targeting uh, Stroud. There was a report today that the Colts may be looking at or focusing in on, on Levis. Uh with the bear sitting there at nine, what's your gut tell you about what they may do? Do you think they're going to be trading that pick? Is there somebody you think that they really got their eyes on? What's your gut tell you about that number nine pick? Yeah. So I, I would say a couple of things. I think uh, what you're seeing in the news or in the media, right. Of the bears are potentially looking to trade. I would think that is basically polls kind of openly shopping that pick and letting teams know that he's open for business. So I think first, the Bears are looking to trade back if they can. And if, if somebody comes along with something enticing enough, they would do it. Um, you know, some people are saying uh, Skaronsky might be the pick. I'm a little iffy on that. Uh, some people are saying Jalen Carter still. It wouldn't surprise me if Carter's there, that they take him. Um, you know, Ryan Pohl's coming from Kansas City, and you think about the Chiefs and how they drafted. They, they've kind of taken some, some flyers on guys with behavioral issues. Uh, so Jalen Carter being one of those guys, uh, Tyree Kill in the past being one of those guys, wouldn't surprise me if they still really like him. Uh, a guy I would like to see them take is Broderick Jones. I like him a lot. I think he creates space in the run game. I think he's a good pass protector. I think if you're really sold on um, – sorry, I've had a few drinks. Blinking on the guy at left tackle, Braxton Jones. If you're sold, if you're sold on him, <laughs> if you're sold on him at left tackle, then you put Broderick at right and you're good to go versus – 
you know, a guy like Paris, who I've seen people tout, uh, he's probably more of a true left tackle. I don't know that you want to move him to right. He, he hasn't really played it much. It's a totally different set. A guy like Peter Skaronsky, uh, if you follow me, you might have seen, like, so when I wrote for Notre Dame, Notre Dame was recruiting him as a center. Other teams recruited him as a guard. Northwestern was the only real team to bring him in as a tackle. So uh, you kind of run that risk of is he or isn't he, you know what I mean? And and if you're the Bears, you know, you, you've seen the Bears take, what is it, Gabe Karimi and uh, who's, who's the guy from Vanderbilt, Chris Williams. Chris Williams. Yeah, so – after watching – oh, and then, you know, I hate to do it to him, but Tevin Jenkins. So, after watching the Bears take guys that are supposed to be this franchise tackle to watch them take Skaronsky and then him might not be that guy or have to kick inside, <laughs> I feel like that's going to create a lot of uh, PTSD, for lack of a better term, for Bears fans. So, I would like to see Broderick there, but I, I bet they trade back if they could get the, get the move. So I, I think you literally just answered it, but it, it you bring up an interesting point where if you get somebody like Paris Johnson who could project better as a left tackle and then you try and move Braxton Jones there, are you feeling more comfortable with letting Braxton develop as a left tackle and getting somebody like Broderick Jones who could project as a you know more natural right tackle or go with the upside potentially with Paris Johnson? Yeah, that's tough, right? Uh yeah. And that's info I don't have, but it necessarily comes down to the team, right? So um, ultimately, at the end of the day, I think if if you take Paris Johnson with the ninth overall pick, he's your left tackle. I don't think you draft that kid to play right tackle. So I know people are saying, hey, uh, <laughs> thanks, Todd. Uh, I, know, I know people are saying you draft him and you push him to the right, but just sometimes the way things work in the NFL, if you're going to spend that much capital and you take a guy like that, he's going to be your left, and then you push Braxton to the right. Um so I guess that's the answer ultimately. If if the Bears take a tackle in the first round, I would assume that's going to be your your bookend left tackle and you move Braxton to the right. I want to throw something out to the group because a few weeks ago we thought maybe Levis was the guy that folks may move up for, that may slide a little bit and folks may move up for uh, in the draft. Not a lot of chatter right now about Bryce Young. Y'all think he may be somebody that could be slipping a little bit and he may be the target or somebody that's available at nine that somebody may want to move up for? Or are we still thinking he's uh top five yeah, pick? I, I know he's undersized, but I can't see that dude dropping out of the top 10. I, I, I don't see it personally. Yeah, I don't know. I know the Raiders like Will Levis. Um I don't know if they come up for him, but I know that's their guy that they like more than uh, Anthony Richardson. And they don't think, I, I think they like Young and Stroud more, but they're thinking Levis will be there for them. So they might take Levis. So I think he's still in a good spot. I mean, a lot of his buzz has died down and Richardson is, is really building, but it just wouldn't surprise me to see Levis in the silver and black. Well, in in Richardson, they both of them really kind of had their pro days. What it was last week, right? And yeah. I, it just feels like Young is kind of locked into that Texan spot. But I think there's been, correct me if I'm wrong. There could be. I think there was like some talk that maybe the Texans waited out and try to like you know take their swing with the quarterback next year, which I think is just a horrible decision. Like if you have a chance to get a guy, you get a guy, and then potentially take another swing if you need to. But um, I, I just can't, I don't know. I can't see him falling past the Texans. I feel like that's just been locked in for so long. Maybe that's why it kind of hasn't been talked about. 
Yeah, I feel like if you look at what the Texans are doing and they're trying to build out a little bit of a receiver core and um, and then people are saying they might take Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12, take Bryce Young at two, and then you've got your future right there. I think yeah. that's how a lot of people are, are thinking about it. Um, I actually, you signed Tunsil. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm buddies with a guy actually that's like a Texans insider and I haven't asked him much about it, but I, I just from everything I'm reading, I think that's the way they're going to go to your point is young at two and Jigba at 12, if he's there. And then hmm. now you've got this young nucleus and you build from there and mm-hmm. we'll see if, if that's what they do. But um, I think it's a lock almost for Stroud at, excuse me, at number one. And then, I think it goes Stroud, Young, Levis, and then I think you see Richardson maybe maybe somewhere in between before yeah. the, the first round. So does Will Anderson fall to 10 like it did in my mock draft and everyone uh, got mad at me? <laughs> you know what's funny about Anderson is like uh, I don't know that he's as good as everybody thinks in the sense of he's, he's just very light. And um, you might have seen me talk about this too. Like uh, is he a 3-4 guy? <laughs> We're back to scheme. Is he a 3-4 guy? Is he a 4-3 guy, right? And so Nick Saban asked him to do a lot. He played on the edge uh, the year he really blew up, and I think he had 15 sacks or something double-digit, and then they asked him to move inside. But he's really light, and so I forget what he weighed in at the combine, maybe 250, right? And if he's coming in at 250, that looks like more of a 4-3 defensive end versus if he's playing 230, 240, that looks like more of a 3-4 rush outside linebacker. So it looks like he's trying to tell teams he wants to play that 5 technique in a 4-3 but man, I, I just don't know, you know, like he's got great tape, but it, it's really hard to know what he'll do. And, and a guy I love that it seems people are buzzing on right now, Darnell Wright ate Will Anderson up in that game against uh, Tennessee. So, you know, people talk about Will Anderson like he's the next Julius Peppers. I, I think we maybe got to slow our roll on that one. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, We've talked a lot about the first round, uh, but I'm interested to get your thoughts on the second round, uh, particularly uh, with Keanu Benton, because you had him in multiple mock drafts, I've noticed, (laughs) going in that. I think it was like one of the second round picks that the Bears had. Um, Why do you think he's he's a good fit? Is it because his scheme? Is it just because the player himself is has a lot of upside? What are your thoughts on him? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I like him a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's a 4-3 guy. I don't know what he played at Wisconsin. It might have been a 3-4. A but, but the first thing is – and so I guess if I'm just trying to keep it simple, right, for scheme, like when you think of 4-3, you're attacking one gap, right? And when you're you're playing 3-4, you have to two gaps. So you're a little bit bigger. You're holding your space on the line. You can play right or left. When you're 4-3, you're just shooting one gap the entire time, right, and attacking that gap. So – what I like about Keanu Benton is he has the size of a, a three technique and a four three. He looks really good just shooting the gap, one gap, being an aggressive penetrator on the on the line of scrimmage. And, you know, this might be a Midwestern thing, but I just have a thing for Wisconsin guys, whether it's Sanborn or, or the new linebacker we just got in uh, TJ or, or him. I think that's a really quality program. I think they produce good players and um, have good techniques. So I think he'll probably be day one ready, even if he comes in the second round and and you look at his size and you look at his athleticism and it just seems like, you know, he could be everything the Bears need at that three spot. And uh, <laughs> unlike Jalen, I'm going to give you guys a little, uh, I guess, inside information. Like, unlike Jalen Carter, he's probably not going to punch his teammates in the face in the locker room and, and do that kind of stuff. So I like <laughs> a little more. I was going to say, I remember 
Yeah, you you shared that, I think, uh, yeah, at one point right before the combine with me and then everything else happened with like the, uh, you know, the arrest situation. I'm like, man, this really is not going well for uh, for Jalen Carter. Bit of a diva, you know, so, you know, I've heard and nothing's confirmed, but from people that have good insight in the program last year, you know, Jalen and Nicobe Dean got into a fight in the locker room over who knows what he ended up punching Nicobe Dean in the face. He's kind of been a diva, you know, around the Georgia facility, doesn't talk to certain people, et cetera. You know, he's kind of just a bit of an ego. And I, I think you you saw Ryan Poles even talk about that, about some of the guys he wants to bring into the locker room and saying, hey, this is a really young core. I don't know that we necessarily can afford to bring guys like that, not Jalen, but bring certain guys in here, right, that might disrupt the core of what we've got. You know, there's not a lot of vets there to really check these guys. So, Sure, he's a great talent, but if you bring in someone who's toxic, to use the current phrase, into the locker room, you know, might do more harm than good, even though he's good on Sundays. Before we get to our next question, we just have to give two quick shout outs. The first one is to Jeff Cadwallader. Jeff, thank you so much for sponsoring the show from the start. Uh, our first sponsor and been through us, as we've said for the last couple of episodes, Jeff is in a bit of a transition right now, um, but we'll have a fun commercial for uh, an ad read. I don't know, whatever, peeling back the curtain. Jeff's going to tell us what to say in a little bit, but as of right now, he's in a bit of a transition. But Jeff, we just want to say thank you so very much for sponsoring the show. Man, you guys have sponsors. I love it. <laughs> you guys are killing it, man. And I saw I saw Patrick had the cake. You got me that leftover. <laughs> That's right. You just got rid of the, the last leftovers today. That was um that was actually amazing. My my neighbor's daughter, she's like I think thirteen, uh, made that cake and decorated it and everything. It's oh, it was way. unbelievable. Yeah, I thought that was like a professional cake. Now you're telling me like a a kid made that <laughs> right. <cake. laughs> She's like super artistic. So uh, my wife got the picture off of the site and sent it to her and she did an amazing job. It was very cool. It's pretty sick. Very cool. The weather is going to, uh, it's going to get warm and this burliness is going to go away. I'm going to go to Sheridan's Barbershop. It's located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois. It's been serving the community for 68 years with six barbers. They're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. You can go to sheridansbarbershop.com or you can call 630-668-0137 and book yours today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. All right. So, Nate, let's talk day three. Prospects that, you know, most of us are not going to know the names of just give us, you know, maybe, maybe a few that just you're kind of thinking about. I know, one of them, because uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to mispronounce Kuntz, I believe that the tight end. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just I I've seen his name come up. Yeah, the other way. I am going to short you. It's a family-ish podcast. Family-ish <laughs> emphasis on the ish, but yeah, is, is is there a guy that that you're looking at in, in day three that that maybe Bears fans should have on 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 their radar? Oh man, yeah, I like Koontz. Uh, give me, give me a second here, because I brought a lot of notes. Thing we were going to talk, you know, first round, second round guys. Koontz, I like, and what I like about Koontz, right, is we talk about him, and I, I pull up some other stuff. Is a lot of people are going to look at him and think, okay, this is a small school guy, uh, old Dominion guy, whatever it may be. But uh, he, um, he was a Penn State guy originally. And I want to say he's a four or five star recruit coming out of high school. So uber talented, 
what causes guys to leave schools, I don't know. But, you know, I, I do like Koontz a lot. Um, another guy I like right now, the name just gave me, cornerback out of Maryland. I've put him in so many of my mock drafts. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, let me look. I'm, uh, I really thought we were going to talk all the guys. So all my uh, – I – Smith and Jigba is overrated, etc. Um, <laughs> we can go back to that too. Don't worry. We can definitely go back. Man, there are other podcasts, friends of ours that have just they they did you know they're now listening to this podcast just because they hate it. They hate us so much. They're hate listening right now. As soon as you said that, Nate, Jacorian Bennett is the guy I'm thinking of. I like him a lot. Uh, super fast guy, super talented guy. He's at Maryland. I think the Bears need a corner. Uh, I look at that team and I think a, a couple of things, right? You think about Jalen Johnson. Uh, hopefully there's an extension, but if not, you need someone to replace him. I think you went out and got um, Kyler Gordon last year, who's still kind of iffy whether or not he can or can't you know, play at that level. So I think you need another corner to, to back them up. I like him. I like um, Brandon Joseph, I think, is the kid's name out of Notre Dame as a safety. I like a lot. Um Carl Brooks, who's out of Bowling Green, he's a three technique. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll be there day three, but he's another Keanu Benton type. Just played in the MAC. I like him a lot. Um, gosh, let me. <laughs> Nate, I think I think that's an awesome list, and, and okay. I think we're totally right. fine. Right. We can move good. on from there. Some really good uh, names in there. Cool, so cool. I do I do want to bring it back to like the second you know second round and everything, and um, one of the a lot of the the talk has been about potentially getting another center. Um, John Michael Schmitz like has him. been yeah. a, a big name. I'm I, maybe this is just like I, I'm kind of like with you. I like Wisconsin guys. I'm in love with Josh Dittman. I This guy oh, he's yeah. so huge. He can move. I think Robert Schmitz did an excellent breakdown on him with uh, one of his recent videos. Um, am I crazy for that? Do, would he be a good fit, or am I just way off, way off base? <laughs> Another Jalen Johnson. No, I, I like <laughs> I like Tipman too. I, I think Tipman's a good player. I think, um, yeah, you're right. I, I think Wisconsin linemen are, are good for the most part. Uh, you know, ex- excluding Gabe Karimi. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we got the one bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I like Tipman too. I like Tipman. I like Schmitz. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with either one, honestly. The the only thing that really, for me, is always just like with offensive linemen, I feel like you can find so many in the later rounds that I don't know that you it's worth expending the capital early for them. But for the great ones, it, it is. So, you know, if you take a center in the second round and he ends up being, you know, a six, seven-year starter, I think it's worth it. But can you also find that guy maybe fifth, sixth round or, or later? I don't know. But I, I do like Tipman. Brendan Dupont. Going back to Coons, you guys think he's a man beater? <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah, we just, no. How long? You, you've been sitting on that one for a really long time. I just, I'm so worried they're not going to draft him, and I got all these ideas in my head, and I'm not going to be able to use any of them. So I'm going to just kind of slip them in when I can. If that's you okay got a month. <laughs> yeah, just, just, okay. Jack, I love this next question you're about to ask. Sorry. I just. Yeah, this one comes up a lot, I think. Uh, do you think, uh, you know, should the Bears look to get a developmental quarterback late in the draft? And if so, who? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so I'll tell you, man, I, I so Brendan knows this. I was in a group chat with a lot of uh, insiders around the NFL, and I, I pissed a lot of them off by saying, like, 
I'm not fully sold on Justin Fields. Um, and they were all like on board. So I think Bears fans should feel some type of comfort in that, that even people outside of Chicago really think he's the guy. Um, I like Hendon Hooker. I, I think Hendon Hooker fits just in the sense of if you're trying to run the same thing with Justin Fields, you can run a similar version of it with Hendon Hooker. Now he's nowhere near as athletic, et cetera, but he can run, he can do the zone read, he can throw the ball. He's got a really great deep ball, similar to Justin Fields. Um, now I think obviously Justin is significantly better than Hendon Hooker, but I think if I'm trying, if I'm the Bears and I'm trying to keep this offense the way it is, I would go get Hendon Hooker and bring him in behind Fields. But now, you're not Bears- sold on Fields. Ah, no, I'm not. And it's, you know, this is probably why, like, I don't tell people when I'm coming back to Chicago often, so they don't like (laughs) get O'Hare or anything. But uh, I just, you know what I mean? I got to see him be more consistent throwing the ball. I I think as a runner, he's he's electric, which which really shocked me because coming out of Ohio State, you know, he ran he ran some, but he was much more of a passer. And so to see him do what he did as a runner was really exciting. But um, I'm waiting to see that the passing started to develop a little bit more. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that needs to see the highlight reel on Twitter of him throwing the ball. I know he can throw the ball and throw it well. It's just the consistency of throwing it well is what I want to see. So if the Bears did draft a quarterback late, somebody like Hooker would set up a lot of drama. And you know a perfect television show for that drama to unfold would be Hard Knocks. We know the Bears are a candidate this year. We know uh, George does not seem to be on board and doesn't appear to be a fan where do you stand on hard knocks? Is that something you'd like to see the bears participate in? Or are you uh, more old school like George? Well, I guess it's twofold, right? Like I think being on hard knocks, it would be cool to see, but, uh, and you guys might know this better than me. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the teams on hard knocks, like end up sucking during the year. Right. So it's like, I don't know that you necessarily want to go on there just for the like curse of it, of losing a lot. But um, I mean, it would, it would be cool to get some of the inside, see guys, see the cuts, see the practices, get a little behind the scenes um, of like one Hallis drive. I, I think it would be really cool. I just think superstitiously being on hard knocks doesn't really help you win any games. So I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think um, the lines were like, okay, last year. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I What I wouldn't want is I don't want the team or I don't want the, the hard knocks in season which they started like a couple oh, of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. That is a death sentence. With the, had Cardinals. Like, <laughs> the Cardinals. The Cardinals and then the Colts before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, bet. okay, but wait, are you talking about the Amazon Prime one? Because the Cardinals went to the playoffs. No, 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 that's a different it. series. That's all got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Got it, yeah. So the all or nothing, because that first season with the Arizona was Cardinals so was incredible. It was good. And it was, it's that game, the Green Bay uh, versus, I mean, really, like you, you can say the Arizona Cardinals, but really it's Larry Fitzgerald, right? And it, it's just, it was so fun to watch it again once you see all those inside moves. I don't know, that was always awesome. But I think it would be good. I think the Bears right now, I mean, everything's trending up, right, is, is how I look at it. You've got your, your possible franchise quarterback. You've got some really cool players coming into the mix with Tremaine Edmonds. You've got Jalen Johnson. You've got some guys that could really become faces of the team going forward. It, it seems like a great time to do it. I mean, being opposed to it, I, I don't think any real owner wants to go on it, but I, I think it could be cool. 
It would be the most vanilla hard knocks ever. Like I just pictured George every week meeting with the producer from HBO and just slipping him a thumb thumb drive with the latest episode of 1920 football drive on it. Like (laughs) just hit play. And this is all you need. We'll go do a deep dive of all of our local talent. We'll go back to their high schools. It'll be perfect. It's not bad. I mean, that is pretty cool. I mean, I don't know too many teams that do that. And like the fact that they've got so many local kids on the team, it, it is fun. It is fun. <laughs> um, Nate, before we uh, before we get you out of here and it's been awesome having you on. Um, is there any other like draft nuggets that you want to uh, you want to share something like, you know, that's that's itching on your mind? I know you mentioned the JSN overrated. Uh, we could definitely talk about that. But anything else that's you know, kind of, uh, you know, that you want to bring up that's worth mentioning? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, of what's really out there that I've been hearing. Um, I mean, the the Raiders really liking Will Levis, I think, is the biggest thing I've heard. Um, you know, they weren't really in on, on Anthony Richardson. Curious to see where Anthony Richardson is going to go, honestly. Um especially with the Colts sitting there at four, right? And so the Colts have made a lot of comments about, we want a quarterback of the future. We're not going to do this, go get an old free agent thing anymore, et cetera. So you got to think, okay, if, if Shroud and and uh, Young go one, two, Colts are sitting there at four, do they take Richardson? Do they take Levis? I don't really know. So that, that could really throw a wrench in things, Jim Irsay. Uh, I don't really have good in- info on that, but I mean, it, it could be really curious to see the Colts do something wonky there. Um, the Jalen Carter thing in general, you know, I, I kind of hit on it. Like, you know, the kid's really good. He's just kind of a behavioral problem off the field. And I think a lot of Bears fans like him. And I've seen guys say, take him anyways. I think the question comes back to like Poles was talking about, if you put a guy like that in the locker room, is he really going to like, mess stuff up for lack of a better term, right? That scheme fit, culture fit, all these, right? They're trying to build a certain look and, and whether it ends, and I, I kind of tweeted about this, whether you win or lose, you want to have a vision for your team and what it looks like, right? And what it means to quote unquote, be a bear. And so if, if Carter doesn't fit that and starts to break that up, then it, it kind of disrupts everything that you're trying to do. So uh there's that and then you know a guy that i really like that i feel like um might sneak into the first round is a guy in cam phillips who's the corner out of utah um Mm -hmm. like him a lot would like to see him come to the bears too if possible so uh i think that i think that's all i got nate do you mind if i ask can you point me in the direction of the good jalen carter because i'll be honest like i put it out there where i i you know, these guys get talked about and talked about. And so sometimes, you know, you just, I just ask myself the question, well, how do I know what I, I know about Jalen Carter? Everybody's talking about him. I'm going to watch him. So yeah. I watched the heck out of him. I watched him, you know, in the last couple of games, he gets, he gets blocked. He blocks himself quite a bit because he gets uh, out of balance. His nose get way over his toes. He's on the ground uh, on run plays. He's too deep into the backfield. Like you're just supposed to work to the heels and stop. If you go deeper, then you create running gaps. He's almost always too deep. He p- takes tons of plays off, either A, when he's on the field taking plays off, or B, he's just not on the field because he's taking a playoff. I, and, I, and I don't see the statistics. Like, where are the, where are the sacks and the tackles and the tackles for loss and the quarterback 
I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I hear you. It's very possible I missed it, and, and I would admit it if I did. I just like to see it. Like, where is this Jalen Carter who is top of the board? <laughs> yeah, take all, take all the nefarious stuff out for a minute just as play. Yeah. Uh... Well, to be blunt, I don't think you missed it. Um, okay. I think he's a splash player. I think he's got the size. But you're right. I mean, and, and there's things I've, I've said about him too, right, where, like, he doesn't always use the best technique. There's times where you see him do things that, like, you teach kids in high school not to do. But the thing about him is, like, he, he's so much stronger than most of his competition. He's so much bigger. He's been able to get away with a lot of that. And that's one of the things I worry about at the next level is, like, this lack of technique, this lack of consistent technique, does it show up in the NFL? And if he's not going to be able to bully some of these guys in the NFL, is he really going to be as dominant? So, no, I, I hear you. I, I think it's a little overrated. I, I would lump him in the same thing as Will Anderson where – you know, people are talking about him and Will Anderson as these generational can't miss guys, and I, I look at him as like, good, not great. You know what I mean? Like, like you're getting like B plus guys, not A plus guys, and so I also think that's part of just the talent pool of what's out there. So I think if you're you're comping a a Jalen Carter to a Keanu Benton, who we've mentioned, I think he's significantly uh, when you look at potential and you look at traits you know, much better and played at a higher level of competition. But uh, if you look at actual fundamentals and technique, you know, you'd probably want some more like Keanu. You know what I mean? So. Nate, okay. this has been, this has been such a pleasure. Um, it's been Don't great. Albert, Albert Hainsworth. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> nice Adam. In defense of Albert Hainsworth. He, yeah, he was good for a few years. He just got paid and then he got lazy. And, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stepped on the guy's head or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Nate, it's it's been awesome to get to talk with you. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed your work. I'm really glad you're writing with us at Bears Wire. I am looking forward to seeing your next mock draft. And, uh, you know, we should definitely talk sometime as we get closer to the season once the whole roster comes together. Because, uh, yeah. you know, we really appreciate your insight. Well, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on and uh, would love to come back and, and talk more bears. And, and look, I, I think scheme matters uh, to the point of, yeah, you get talent. It doesn't always fit the scheme. You figure it out. But, but once you decide this is your scheme and that's what you're going with, you know, you, you try to make the guys that fit the scheme. So uh, the guy on Twitter, he's, <laughs> he's going a little overboard is what I would say, you know, and I was glad to see Greg say something back to him. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So, Thanks. all right, Nate. Well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday night, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. All right, take care, guys. Thanks, Thanks Nate. Nate. All right, you too. Bye. Awesome guy. Clearly knows his stuff. Uh, great to get him in before the draft. I'll just say this because we know who we're talking about. I he is. He's been on the show multiple times. He's a good dude. He's passionate, and I get his frustration uh, because. You know, the Bears seemingly haven't done enough to be competitors. And I and I know that there's a lot of conversation about, well, you can't get it done in one offseason. Um, but I think we talked about it the last time we, we had an episode, which was 
I still don't understand why you didn't go aggressively more after offensive and defensive line were your biggest needs. You know, I'd not to say that I'm not thrilled about the guys that they have, which I'm just going to throw these up here one more time. We got these from, the, you know, this is a, this is an awesome free agent class. Like I like the guys that they have here, but I wish they had done more with offensive defensive line. And I, I think, you know, I think that's, that's his whole beef, right? Am, am, am I miss, am I missing something here, boys? Greg's got me blocked, so I have no idea who we're talking about. I'm getting it like second and third hand from subtweets, so y'all have to hit me up uh, in the group chat later. <laughs> Let me know what's going on. <laughs> I kind of in the same way. I think it's like I said, I haven't been on Twitter much today either. So I am I also blocked by Greg. I don't. I think I'm blocked by one person, and I think it is Greg Gabriel. Why and I don't Greg know. Gabriel block you. He's very, very soft. Like you can't even, you can't even reasonably have... criticize his take right. at all, or he he instantly blocks you. Like if you disagree with him, he takes it as a personal front on his credentials and blocks you. See, I've been able to actually like we've gone back and forth and had like big disagreements. I haven't gotten blocked yet. He unfollowed me, but that's about it. <laughs> Lame. Yeah, that's uh, whatever. Okay, so anything else, boys? Because uh, Jack and Patrick, um, Brendan and I have something planned for the two of you that uh, is a surprise tonight that we, uh, we, we've been in the works for a little bit. But is there anything else, Bears-wise, that we want to talk about? Um, I, the one thing that I was thinking about is, Brendan, I want to say thank you for putting that poll out there. What is the worst Bears trade? You know, And I think the biggest competition was between you know, losing Greg Olson and the trade up for Mitch Trubisky. Um, mm. You know, I... I is it though? Because the Rick Meyer trade is that was bad, terrible. It's like, pre- yeah, but okay, you you took away a, a a Hall of Fame tight end on a team that had no offensive weapons and traded him for a third round pick because he didn't he didn't fit the scheme. And then Mike Martz was gone. Was it the next season or the season after? Like, I, was, I just yeah, next season. I remember going, can we please trade Mike Martz instead of Greg yeah. Olson? It just it made no sense. Where. With the Trubisky one, at least you're like, okay, you've you've got you've got a guy. You picked the wrong guy, but you at least you identified the player that you want and you went and you got him, you know, making sure that nobody else got him. I at least see the logic there with the the Olsen. Like, I don't I don't get it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I still think I still think uh the Cutler trade destroyed your organization for yeah. for for generations, uh, despite his play, despite my personal feelings about him, the money that we paid for Jay Cutler and the way in which we mismanaged that period of time uh, ended up being like grossly detrimental to the to the franchise for a long, long time. Really, yeah, it seems like they didn't have a plan after that, right? Which is right. shocking. Like they get the franchise quarterback, they make such a big move to do that, and then they're like, yeah. What's next? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't think that far ahead. And when they did it, I was super stoked, just like with Khalil Mack. I'm like, holy crap, we got a guy who's, you know, a, an elite level player from another team. Let's go. Um, so you I think it destroyed this. the organization, though? Uh, well, not destroyed the organization, but I think the, the money that we had tied up in Jay cost us the, the ability to, well, because we were doing what we did in the entire pre Ryan Poles era which was you know, just constantly, you know, half measures and, you know, band-aids instead of building like from the ground up. So structurally, like in terms of contracts and our ability to then bring in other players to support him, I just think we were in a, we were in a pretty crap place from that point on. 
I, Jack yeah, and I, the, we have argued about this endlessly. That's actually how this podcast essentially got started is we were in the office. We worked together and we just started arguing about Jay Cutler. You know, and my thought was always aside from Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett, you know, and Matt Forte, that that awesome, you know, group that he had to work with. I mean, Devin Hester was his number one. Uh, Devin Aroma should do was his number one. You know what I mean? Like, dude yeah. never had any semblance of a good offense until that point but i don't know we could argue this for days yeah brennan should we should we sh- do you want to set it up do you want me to set it up i'm nervous I'm, patrick are you nervous we're calling this I, I don't know we're calling on. this t- tonight we're calling it picking on the old guys uh yes so. oh yes great <laughs> all right I, i'll i'll set it up dangle and then you, you right. can take it from there um so this last week, I believe it was, the, yeah, it was last week, uh, the NFL owners and coaches all convened down to Arizona and uh, for like the owners meetings and the very famous and annual coaches photo was released. And um, as always, there's, there's fantastic blogs. It creates great content. Everybody just wants to make fun of how the coaches look. Uh, our guy Flus looks jacked, which is great to see. Um, but one of those clips that came out was Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey in their podcast, trying to name all of the coaches and they couldn't do it. So we are going to see if you guys can name all of the coaches or at least give the teams that they coach for. And we're going to do this one by one. Each person's going to go. You're going, we're going to put the photo up. Are we working against each other? No, you're working against each other. Oh, we, we, are? we debated on like legitimately kicking you off yeah. where you had to like go out of the room for two minutes. And, but oh, we're like, man. we're just, we, we want to make sure this podcast runs smoothly. So mm-hmm. you need two minutes on the clock. Uh, I'm going to put up the picture in a second. Um, and I don't know, we didn't do we rock, paper, scissors it for who goes first or does it really matter? It doesn't. Okay. So Jack's at the top of the screen. So Jack's going to go first. Patrick <laughs> Shell, you're going to go second. Um, Shells, it, I, I, I do think it is fair that you you don't necessarily watch Jack because he could give you one that you don't. But whatever. We're going to have a little bit of fun with this. We're, Two minutes to go. We're not going to give away anything. We're going we're gonna to tally it up. Right. I'm going to tally it up. Just, you know, as soon as Jack's t- uh, time is done, Shells, you're going to go. And then we're going to reveal the answers yeah um, afterwards i'm not gonna get any names i'm gonna i know i'm already i'm already developing a mental block right now i feel like i did i didn't study like the for jet, mini oh, science but, but hey to get get the team or <laughs> the yeah. coach's name you know what I'm saying? Saying? like the jets coach right now. oh no i got it okay it's at the tip of my tongue give it to me okay all right so so jack i'm gonna put up the picture and then again, we're going to get two minutes on the clock to do it to get as many as you can. Brendan is going to to keep tabs on it. I'm literally we'll writing t- them down so I can make this easy. So, you know, <laughs> I'm almost. I love. <laughs> we're usually like really well prepared. This is this is we we got Heidi. It. Help me, I believe Heidi. Message me and help me, Heidi. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so this is this is gonna be fun. It was it was really fun to hear him basically say that he had no idea who Matt Eberflus was. That he'd never seen him in, before in his life. Oh, speaking of like not remembering things, how great was it that Andy Reid didn't it's know awesome. who Jordan Love That's was coming back that so was, many times oh, this season? What a beautiful moment that was. Okay, hey, this okay, start against. Can, can we just okay, it. just one one step one step back here? Just like. 
how objectively can you look at Green Bay and say that that team is primed for a good season this year? They have all their their best wide receivers are gone. You have a new quarterback. I mean, I guess you still have a good run game and you still have the same head coach. Great defense. I think they still have a really good defense. But their defense fell apart a lot. Okay, sorry. All right, yeah. uh, Brennan, are we ready to roll? I am. I am ready. So Jack's going first. Jack is going to go first. Give me one okay. second with this uh, fancy schmancy technology that we've got going here. All right. So Jack, you are, need to go from left to right, top to bottom. So so wow. going to go back row first, oh, and okay. then all right, we ready to row? Uh, wait, I can't skip. Can I skip around? Oh, no, gosh, absolutely not. No, I can't. I, I can't keep oh, man. score that I can't way. even, speaking of old, I can't yeah. even see this picture. I say, I, Can you I zoom in at all, Ryan? Uh, yes, give me Marcher. one second. So what I'll do the, is The old guys, this. their eyes don't work so good. That's it. Yeah. That's as good as you guys get. So here, what you can go is go to the, the bottom right. It says full screen, and that oh, should hopefully help. Okay. All right, Wait, Jack, we ready? Can you help me program my VCR after this? Okay, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going from the back row first. Get, yeah. Can you see my mouse? Uh, no, I no. can't. Okay, sorry. All right, so I'm just going to go from the back pink, row with pink the guy in the pink shirt. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, they made so much fun of him, and they say he's probably going to be fired. All right, I'm going to go um, – ah, oh, not San Diego. I'm going to go uh, San Diego. Uh, next guy is Brian Dable. Uh, next guy is um, – boy, that's – I believe is that San Fran or Arizona – I'm going to go, uh, that is, I'm going to go San Fran. Why are you laughing at me? I'm looking at One minute, 29 seconds. Okay. Uh, next guy, uh, pass, uh, pass. Oh my God. Uh, is, uh, where's the Steelers head coach? Uh, let's go. Um, what can I say? Okay. Uh, Steelers, Tampa Bay. Um, oh boy. That's not sensitive. Uh, let's go. Detroit Lions. Um, let's go. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Jets. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. Um, Chargers. Uh, I'm just oh, guessing no. out of my ass right now. Um, Chargers. <laughs> let's go. Uh, oh my gosh! Why can't I? Forty-five seconds. Thanks. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. This was great. This was great idea. Let's go. Uh, it's not Josh Mc... Skip, and then let's go uh, Raiders, and then let's go. Uh, oh, that's ja- that's Jaguars, Jaguars, uh, Jacksonville. That's um... so we're now in the front row. Uh, no, I'm skipping the, the, the white shirt. Gotcha. Right. Sorry. All right. So now I'm coming down to. Oh, that guy I think is the San Diego. I'm going San Diego again. Um, Twelve seconds. Uh, let's see. That is. Uh, Let's go Rams. Let's go. Uh, where's Bill? All right. So and that is time. That is time. Jesus. I take take it off full screen for a second. Most All of right. the good ones are in the middle bottom to the right. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, I'm not going to give away much. You missed a really bad one. And you said San Diego three times, and they're not okay, even good. They're not even a team anymore. <laughs> Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Chargers. You all know right. what I meant. Um, all right. All right. Shells. Shells, you ready? I think so. I guess. All right. So we're going to, when you put it up full screen, as soon as Shells, you say the first name, that's when the timer will go. Okay. That? 
All right. All right. Uh, go Staley, Dayball, Shanahan. Uh, God, he looks like a, I don't know, square. <laughs> Arthur Smith after that. Tomlin. Um, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, the Needer from Detroit. <laughs> uh, oh, it's his name. See, I'm getting the mental block. Um, Dan Campbell. Uh is that is that O'Connell after him, and then Salah, and then <laughs> our own coach, uh, <laughs> and then um, I don't know a ninth grade calculus teacher, uh, <laughs> and then I don't know, and then Doug Peterson, and then D'Amico Ryan's, and then I don't know who's in the front row, later left. Oh, is uh, uh, McDermott. And then pass on the next guy, uh, the schmuck from Green Bay, uh, <laughs> McVay. After that, uh, Sean Payton, uh, Rivera, Andy Reid, Belichick, Harbaugh, Carroll, Stefanski, wow. uh, the nerd from Miami, um, <laughs> and the last two. Oh, I don't know. Um, you got to get one of them. Come on. I don't know. One looks super pissed. The guy seconds. on the right. 10 seconds? Um, no, you got 30. Oh, 30. You flew through that. Now you have 20 seconds. Hmm. I don't I don't know who those two guys. Oh, the Arizona Cardinals coach is second to last. The, the uh, Gannon from the Eagles. And then... Nine seconds. I don't know who that last guy is. Who was that last guy? Are you kidding me? Three... Two, maybe one, it's just a bad picture. I cannot. Oh my God, shells. That was very impressive. Very oh, impressive. I, who was the you, guy in the front row, all the way to the right? McCarthy. All right. So, so oh, Brandon, is it really? God, that's a terrible picture. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think so. We we know shells won that. Shells I, knocked it out of the park. Shells did way better than I think I would have done too. So, and Brendan, you, Brendan is the cheat sheet. So he, he can't participate in, in fun games like this. Cause he always knows. So uh, Brendan, do you want to give us the, the correct answers? Do you want, are you ready to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So it's back. All up. right. So from left to right back row, Brandon Staley chargers, LA chargers. Gable <laughs> 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 giants. Shan, uh, Mike, uh, not Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco, uh, shells. You got all of those. Uh, you both missed Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. He looks like he, uh, look, did man, he I'm eat Josh McDaniels in the off? <laughs> 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 yeah, what happened to him? Wow. Uh, all right. A little hefty. Oh, <laughs> I cut the life out of him. <laughs> Those Vegas buffets, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arthur Smith, Shells, you got that. Uh, you both got – well, uh, Shells got Tomlin. Jack, you got the Pittsburgh coach. So, I mean, you get a point there. And he Shell's loves Mike Tomlin. He talks about it often. You just you, – you froze up because it was – you were not ready for this. Yeah. No. Uh, Todd Bowles, Tampa. Uh, Campbell, Detroit. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota. So Jack, you had a row. You got the row. You got the like teams. You just get didn't get the names. Shells, you knocked them down. Um, you didn't get Bulls, but you got Tampa. Um, Kevin O'Connell, Minneapolis, uh, Salah, Jets, 
Jack, how could you miss Flus? That's Flus. Like, how could I told you? I even said he was looking jacked. I gave you it's it's all the the chesticles. The chesticles, Jack. (laughs) Oh man, that guy's throwing some weight around. Yeah, Uh, you both missed Shane Striken, I believe. That's the Indianapolis coach. Wow. Oh yeah. Um, you this one, I I almost missed this one. I had to I had to think a lot long and hard about that. Uh, Don't make a joke, shells. Zach Taylor, Cincy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's so young. I know. And with the hat, it, you don't see him with the hat. You don't see him with yeah, exactly. You don't see his hair. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Doug Peterson, Jacksonville, D'Amico, Ryan's, uh, Houston, and then uh, beginning with the bottom row, uh, Sean McDermott. Shells, you got that. That was Dennis that's Allen. not a good picture. It looks like Kelsey oh. Grammer. Yeah, he, doesn't look he does. That's he a, doesn't look good go. in the sun. <laughs> no. Uh, you both missed Dennis Allen, uh, Saints. Dennis Allen. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's Dennis um, then Allen. Sh- then Shells just went on a run. He got everyone. Uh, Matt LaFleur, Green Bay, Sean McVay, Rams, uh, Sean Payton, Denver, Ron Rivera, Washington, Andy Reid, Casey, Bill Belichick, New England, John Harbaugh, Baltimore, Pete Carroll, uh, uh, Seattle, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland, uh, the nerd Mike McDaniel, Miami. <laughs> uh, great pull, Jonathan Gannon. I did not think you were going to get that. That was really that was well done by you. And then I, I can't believe you missed Mike McCarthy. Yeah, another bad picture. The Gannon thing, that video, him making those stupid like airplane noises, popped in my head at the last second. I was like, oh, that's who it is. <laughs> He's the Michael Scott of the NFL. Yeah, he, really, <laughs> he really is, man. That is that is going to be. Something to watch. Too bad they're not on Hard Knocks. Yeah, I know. But right. well done. Well done. I'm very Seriously, good. Was, yeah. good idea on your guys' part. That was cool. Yeah, that was good. We, we had fun with this one. Well, so, Brendan, just talk briefly about the uh, the Bears trivia thing, because that's going to happen, right? Like, that's a, that's going to an episode that's going to be coming up. I don't want to fully guarantee it, but I really want to do it, at least, like, maybe a couple games, see how it goes. Um, so I put out – we've been talking about this since last year – um, when we had my takeover episode with Bears trivia, I had uh, you guys and Logan when he was on compete against each other. Um, I've thought about turning it into like a trivia show where we actually have fans and maybe other podcast hosts like go against each other in teams um, and just kind of like have just Bears trivia um, and see who wins. I put out a Twitter poll. It seems like the vast majority of people who voted are interested in it. So I would like to do it during the summer. I don't want to guarantee it, but um, chances are it's going to happen, at least in a limited capacity. I, that episode was so much fun. I, I had a blast with it. You know, and I, Brendan, I know we've talked about it. Is I wish you and I could join a team, but you're the one that has to write questions just because I feel like some of the, the niche stuff that's in my head mixes yeah. well with like the encyclopedic knowledge that you have. I think it would be so much fun. We've got if some someone, really good guests lining up. Yeah. I was going to say, if somebody wants to write questions to try and stump us, I'm more than game. <laughs> that would be fun. We, we, we should. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we could ask Jack who the current head coach is and we might <laughs> put up a picture. Who's this man? <laughs> who is this guy? Listen, Jack's gonna just stab me at work I'm just tomorrow. a vacuous blonde. I'm just a vacuous blonde. <laughs> You're just here for your looks, baby. Just here yeah. for your looks. Your window dressing. That's it. 
Uh, so I have confirmed that at least two of the three king, uh, Kings of the Midway um, that they're going to be coming on at some point this offseason to talk. Um, those guys, they're they're funny. They know their stuff. We're going to have some strong agreement and some strong disagreement, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, what, what are some of the other guests that we that we know we have lined up? Jack, I know you've got one that's coming up soon that I'm really excited about too. Yeah, end of April, Tyler Aki from uh, ESP 1000. He's like a mainstay on the Waddle uh, and Sylvie show and just a great, just a really cool dude. Sometimes he hosts evenings by himself as well. Yeah. Brandon, I know there's another one too that we got lined up soon that we're pretty excited about. Yes. Uh, once again, uh, we have Jacob and Fonte after the draft, the Sunday after the draft to break down everything that the bears did as well as the rest of the league. Uh, that was one of our favorite episodes. Uh, it was one of our first episodes that we did last year when we were first starting out with the show and uh, he's been, he's gracious enough to come back and uh, give us some time. Cause I know he gets really busy. He does a lot with the draft. So uh, that should be really fun. Can you, we're almost one year old. Like that, that just, it blows my mind, like how this all came together. So for those that don't know, we were with the bear down report. We decided to go out on our own, wishing the bear down report as, as much success as possible, but we decided to start this thing. And uh, I just, it's just come up really, really quick. Um, all right. So, so boys, just one quick thing. I know you guys are aware, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to shameless uh, this just a second, shameless plug here um, and throw this out here. Um, and so, oh, yeah, Jingle so, had sex again. <laughs> Congrats. So much for family ish. So much for family ish. Yeah. That's how babies are made. If you don't know that by now. Wait, what? <laughs> so, uh, yep. So, uh, daughter, daughter number two will be coming up, uh, end of September. So, obviously, when that rolls around, boys, I am going to be, uh, MIA for a little while. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, family comes first it's congratulations congratulations my man yeah and another cub to the bear den i love it there you go dude it's gonna be crazy (laughs) uh and my daughter she's at the age now you guys uh jack and shells you know she's just so much fun like she's Mm -hmm. interacting and you know gets excited to see you and just i don't know it's just it's got like a personality Yes. Yes. Very, very much so. All right. So boys, uh, then if there's nothing else that we want to discuss, uh, let's get to shout outs and let's get out of here. So for shout outs this week, let's go Jack, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Shagru, and I will finish it up. Shout outs, boys. Well, I feel like it's only appropriate to shout out uh, Greg Gabriel because uh, he was such a Hopefully I don't get blocked for doing it, but uh, I do like to follow him, by the way. I think his takes aren't always... Um, they're not always, uh, I don't know. Sometimes they're a little salty. There's no doubt about that. And they're not always in agreement with most others, but I mean, I think the dude has the resume, right? I mean, he's actually been in the business. Um, so, uh, we'll shout out, uh, Greg Gabriel. And then I know sometimes I, I, I tend to like shout out my kids maybe a lot, but I love them. Uh, and my oldest son, Jack just decided to go out for track this year. Uh, first he's a senior. He hasn't been out since junior high. And he's loving it, and he's doing really, really great. And he also uh, was awarded a, um, a – he's a pre-law scholar uh, at Marquette for next year. So that basically means he can be in this program where he goes three and three, he goes three years undergrad and then three years grad. And then if he wants to be a liar – I'm sorry, I meant to say lawyer – Oof. After that, then he can be Charles. Wow. I didn't mean that. I'm wow. so sorry. Gosh, flipped out wrong. And Dre's for is it because of the contest, Jack? Is it? Are we... <laughs> Man. Shout out to my son, Jack Wright. 
That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah, I saw the video. Um, who does he get his athletic ability from? Yeah, definitely his mother. He's been <laughs> one basketball player. So I'm just teasing. Now that's awesome. <laughs> we all love our kids. Um, I got a couple shout outs. Actually, my, my kids in my shout out uh, tonight as well. But uh, first two quick. We didn't cover it for fear of me getting kicked off the podcast. I didn't talk about the Ed Cooley debacle of Providence as much as I hate that man right now. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to keep it positive. And instead I'm going to send huge shout outs and love to uh, the current athletic director, Steve Napolillo for uh, just pulling a rabbit out of his hat and ha- being prepared for this situation. Uh, had a really tumultuous couple weeks, but came out of this on the other side, I think in a better position long-term for the program uh, by landing our current coach, Kim English, who uh, you may have seen on Twitter famously played a player on the team one-on-one to keep him out of the portal. And it was just announced a couple hours ago, he changed his mind. He's withdrawn his name from the portal and he's staying at Providence along with Devin Carter and Bryce Hopkins. So Kim English has done a, a tremendous job in keeping the the gang intact there at Providence. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, thrilled to have that guy as our head coach i think they're going to be set up for some long-term success uh and this may be a blessing in disguise so i will not talk about the fraud in georgetown i will instead focus on those two gentlemen and the fantastic job that they've done over the last couple weeks and then my last shout out uh my oldest son um the the south carolina ag in the classroom they're they're a division of the south carolina farm bureau uh, whose mission is to bring agriculture into the classroom and get kids fired up about farming uh, and all things agriculture. And they ran a contest recently uh, to to um, to pick and draw their new mascot. And uh, my son drew a, a Brussels sprout and named him Sprouts and entered the contest. And um, he won. Uh, and the, the, the top prize was a, uh, Oculus VR headset, Let's which go. that's where you got that. That's where we got it. Yep. And dad took an extra long time setting it up <laughs> just to make sure I had a QA it, make sure it was okay to sure, give it to the yeah. kid. So he's yeah, like, yeah, sitting yeah. there. he just had his tonsils out too, by the way. So he's like, dad, I want to play it. I'm like, just let me make <laughs> sure it's okay. You know? Uh, but uh, the thing is amazing, and uh, we wouldn't have it in the family if not for him. And so uh, he's an awesome kid, and I love him to death, and uh, so proud of him. So uh, shout out to my oldest. Just really, really quick, Logan Bradley, Jack Wright came over to my house one night, and Jack playing was it is it NFL pros yes. whatever whatever yeah. it is on the Oculus. The trash talking, all of it. Oh my God, was it amazing? I, I wish I could have recorded oh, it. So good. it was so, so fun because you actually like our quarterback. You get like a play sheet on your wrist, and the yeah. offensive line is in front of you, and you can read coverages. It's it's super fun. Yeah, I gotta play that. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome, shells. Um, I'm not gonna shout out my kid because I don't have one. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I did, I, I might yes. shout them out. I don't know. If they deserved it. Uh, but real quickly, before I want to go back to Shells's shout outs real quick. If anyone wants a fun ride, just search Shells's name and then Ed Cooley in Twitter and you just get every sort of emotion, good and bad. It's it's hilarious. So uh, you've been through the ringer with that man in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough to be hurt by somebody you trust, Brendan. It really is. 
Yeah, you you love that man. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> yeah, finding out finding out somebody like that is a is a giant and complete fraud. Is uh, he was Providence? He epitomized Providence, and he is now persona non grata in the city. So, hope it was worth it, Big Ed. Well, speaking of basketball, I will shout out um, somebody who I follow, who we follow. We go back and forth with each other. Um, B. Diddy, B. Quinn. Uh, I don't know if he wants me using his first name, so I won't. Uh, huge, huge UConn fan. And UConn, of course, is going to the national championship. Obviously the best Big East team out there. I mean, you know, that's that's class. If any other Big, big East team could be like that, I mean, that just be incredible. I don't know if Todd's in here still either. I want to, Todd's been mean to me this weekend. So I want to give him something with Marquette too. But anyway, uh, shout out to him and his UConn Huskies. Good for them. Uh, that was a just beat down game yesterday. And then uh, we've shouted him out a lot, but I have to shout him out after this weekend. Um, the Windy City Productions, uh, just our guy with all of his hype videos. But what he did was he created an April Fool's joke uh, just a long post about how um, the Bears were losing all of their draft picks because they found out they actually like tanked games or whatever. Um, he had this elaborate uh, post out there. And my, of all people, my wife found it. And she calls me down. She's like, hey, honey, I think breaking Bears news is happening. I'm like, what? And she's like, you need to look at this. And I looked at it and I was like, I didn't even need to get to the bottom to realize it was an April Fool's joke. I was like, that's an April Fool's joke. He even says it at the bottom. And she's like, oh, I just saw like, I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but then I found out he's the one who actually put it out there. And I'm like, dude, you like my wife does not give any damn about the Bears. So for her to see that out of nowhere is just like completely flabbergasted me. <laughs> And so I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you somehow got my wife to fall for a bears, like a fake bears thing. And I thought that was impossible. So shout out to you, sir. That was well done by you. Uh, let's give some quick shout outs to YouTube followers. So let's see. We got Todd Welter was here for a little bit. Uh, we had uh, Brian scooch brian i've just butchered your last name and i apologize for that uh we also had adam ishikawa back again heidi is here heidi we love you um and then nomad with no name uh thank you so much for all of you for joining us uh we've seen a lot of uh, a huge increase in our, our youtube followers subscribers and that means so much thank you uh, for our audio only listeners again i'm pleading out to all of you please come on out check us out on youtube uh see what we look like and, and hang out with us live it's fun to interact with all of you and we're appreciative um another shout out that is going to go out to gregory bell the second um he posted a tweet earlier this week hey uh, bdcp when are you guys dropping the next episode can't wait for it it just you have no idea how much that means to us we spent a lot of time putting this stuff together and working really really hard to to try to give you something and also just we love hanging out all of us and so just this is this is uh this is our baby we've been doing this for almost a year and it's, it's kind of crazy to think about for all of us at the bear down chicago podcast we just want to say thank you thank you thank you for following uh hitting like hitting subscribe uh writing a review wherever it is that you're you're getting this podcast it means more than any of us can can possibly say so thank you so much for doing that folks uh i i don't i don't know what else to say just uh just thank you uh thank you thank you thank you uh for jack wright brendan chagru patrick sheldon and logan bradley even though he's not here folks thank you so much and as always bear down chicago